I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? It's going slow, it's going steady, and I'm sick of being in the house. Yes, uh, I don't know about everybody else, but uh, since we last recorded... The province in which I live has gone into another lockdown, so we are we are. I mean, I lockdown doesn't really matter. We've been at home since March, so um, I've been at home since January. Yeah, yes, that's true. You had your. Hopefully, twenty twenty one starts a little better for you than it did last year because so I know you had so that good. accident. So far, so good. Yeah, no ice. All this is a no ice zone. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 I have cleats on my boots now. I am never falling again. Oh, yes. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, we are here, though. I hope everybody had a fantastic holiday season, stayed safe, was merry, all that fun stuff. And you're ready to talk zombies. We're happy to be back. It's been a bit of a wait, but we've got some news. And then we're going to jump into our first Extra Life sponsored movie, which is Hashtag Alive. And we've got a little treat for everybody, a little return to form. I'm not going to spoil it, but I think you should look forward to the segment we talk about Alive and maybe future movie segments and TV segments and that sort of thing. So anyways, Lou, let's jump into the news. This story, you had submitted it. You'd put it in through the Discord. Uh, the Day of the Dead actor, Gary Clark, has passed away. Yeah, uh, Gary Clark did a bunch of. Uh, he was a B. It's not. I don't want to say B. It's not even that. He did a bunch of bit parts in the eighties and the nineties. But the role he's most famous for is he plays one of the military guys in Day of the Dead. Um, it he's so, he's such a part of that movie that he's one of the characters that people walk away remembering the most in that movie. So it's kind of gone down in history as like his most famous role, um, to the point where uh, there was a. a a Dateline NBC story on his life because of something else that happened. And they made a point of referencing it and calling him the day of the dead actor. So uh, he's an interesting guy. And unfortunately he passed away and he passed away at a pretty uh, young age. He wasn't really that old. He was only early seventies and uh, he was a bodybuilder and uh, an Olympic weightlifter. So, I mean, he was in decent shape. So, they are not reporting whether or not it was COVID related or not that he died, but um, it's really sad to hear he's go hear he hear he's gone. Um, interesting dude. Uh, the Dateline NBC article that the, the well the Dateline NBC news program that covered him years ago. Um, he found out when he was in his forties that he was adopted, and uh, he reached out to find out if there were any parents or any siblings still alive so that he could kind of like reach out to his his uh his birth parents and um when he did he found out that uh not only did he have one sibling he had 12 siblings apparently his parents kept having kids and putting them up for adoption 
Um, hmm. And come to find out, he actually knew one of his sisters because they dated in college and almost got married. Wow. And it was, it was part of the story. Um, and they reunited all. I think there was 12 of them. They all reunited and they all became really close family. Uh, it was reported in the late 90s, this story. Really? So he'd have been. He'd have been in his been in his fifties. Huh. Yeah, I I remember I, I hear I know there's been a people have talked about that story in the past about these twelve coming together and, and discovering that they're long lost relatives or long lost siblings. And yeah. that's that's pretty crazy. So Yeah, and, and the only reason I know this is when they were Dateline NBC was talking about it, they said the Day of the Dead actor and I was still when this happened, I was still in high school and my mother knew I was into zombie movies and so I heard this scream from the other room, "Lily, Lily you got to come in here. They've got somebody he's going to be on from Day of the Dead and I'm thinking it's George Romero's going to be covered in a news story." I walk out and I'm like, "Oh, it's that guy. It's the military guy." Cool. And then I'm listening to the story. It's it, it stuck with me forever after that. Yeah, no, that's crazy. So when I so when I saw so when I saw that he had passed away, I was like, oh my god, it's that guy! Oh my god! Yeah, it is always sad when um, a lot of these these character actors, you know, pass away after they've had their sort of time in the in the limelight. And um, I think when it comes to the zombie genre, there's there's a lot of those folks that that sort of pop up like everyone, you know, when someone passes away that was famous, there are, there are those A-list actors that get a lot of attention. And then there are these character actors who we remember from the eighties and the nineties that wouldn't necessarily get the same sort of treatment or uh, whatever. Yeah. But um, I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's, it's obviously very sad that he's passed away and 74 is, is, is still, I, it's not young, but it's still not like, it's still not like crazy old, right? So yeah, no, it's not like yeah, it it like my wife has grandparents that have just turned this age, so it's not like not like it's not like I'm thinking, oh my god. I mean, my grandmother lived to be ninety seven, so hearing somebody passed away at at seventy three is always it's always a shock to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I remember us watching. We watched Day of the Dead, did we not? I remember uh, it because it looks familiar. You might have watched it for a uh, a Ryan film segment. I feel like we have because the the sort of uh, uh, the the image in the article looks so familiar. Oh, it's it's one of it's his like it's like his most iconic scene in the movie. Yeah, I feel like we would have it would have popped up if we watched it. That's pretty crazy. Uh, no, I don't think we watched it as a as a thing. Remember, we used to do the Ryan watches a a a, a, a zombie movie, and then you'd give us your opinion on it. Mm. I think those smaller segments. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's certainly familiar. Uh, well, you know, sorry to hear that uh, Gary Clark has passed away, and uh, as as sort of a remembrance, you guys should either uh, search out the episode that we we talked about Day of the Dead, or watch it. Watch the movie for sure. Definitely um, watch one of my favorites. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, one more news story here. This one's a small one, depending on, you know, discussions and stuff. But um, Resident Evil, the movie reboot, this is a release date has been revealed early. So we don't, this hasn't been announced, but it's been sort of showcased through um, the German studio Constantine film uh, their website went public that listed Resident Evil movie rebate rebate reboot. I feel like I could use a rebate on those last three films. Um, 
for September 9th, 2021, which feels very close, all it things considered. Feels, it feels sooner than I was expecting, because, I mean, we've only just gotten some teasing look, and they only just announced the cast in, like, the last two months, maybe? Maybe three at most? And I like I knew they were filming, but it seems like that 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 either Hollywood's like in a rush to start getting some films out, or you know, something's different here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've talked about the cast before, and I'm just kind of reminding myself of of the cast again. And I mean, like Claire, the actress playing Claire Redfield, Kaya Scodelario, she looks she looks like she looks spot on for Claire. Um, the actress from Ant-Man, Hannah John Kamen, is going to be playing Jill Valentine. Again, she is going to be fantastic as Jill. Uh, Robbie Amell as Chris Redfield, a- another great choice. Neil McDonough as William Birkin. He- he's going to be a... I can't wait. Uh, this this yeah. cast is great. Yeah, no, I-, I like everybody in this cast pretty much. And so I- I- I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. Yeah, so as a reminder to everybody, uh, the original first two games is what they're sort of basing this off of. So they're looking to recreate the terrifying visceral experience of those first two Resident Evil games. We're going to be getting some Mansion. We're going to be getting some Raccoon City. And yeah, we should be. If this is coming out in September and filming has has finished, uh, I I see us getting a trailer by spring at the very least for a big tentpole franchise film like this yeah we should we should definitely be getting a, a trailer by april or may at the at the at the soon at the earliest i think cool well i look forward to it uh that is going to do it for news it's been yeah, we're, over the holidays not a lot of news happens so i'm sure as 2021 picks up so will the zombies uh, at least the zombie news that is all right, and we move on to our topic which is hashtag alive which is a, a film you can watch on netflix um uh and basically i'll give you the quick rundown and then we'll jump in lou i did mention we had a special surprise and we will get to that in a second but hashtag alive is a 2020 south korean zombie film directed by cho il hyung starring you ah in and park shin yi i i should i should have either yeah i'm not these are poor pronunciations but i'm trying i applaud you sir at least you tried i'm trying uh this next one might be tough uh it is based on the 2019 script alone by matt naylor who co-adapted his script with cho the film revolves around a video game live streamer's struggle for survival as he is forced to stay alone at his apartment in seoul during a zombie apocalypse it was released in south korea on june 24 2020 and globally via netflix on september 8th 2020 and we are watching it for our Extra Life-sponsored um, movie discussion. Thanks to Lonely Bob for the donation. We're going to talk about this. And, Lou, the surprise is this. So give it a listen, and uh, hopefully you guys are excited. As you can see, some civilians have become aggressive and extremely violent, ruthlessly attacking anyone. This phenomenon, which began as a small riot in the Gangnam district, is spreading rapidly. It seems to have already spread beyond Seoul to a national scale. The government is considering declaring a state of emergency at this moment. We got clips. Clips are back, Lou. Oh boy, yeah. I'm excited. I yeah. missed. 
Yeah, I did too. And I know our listeners have have have, uh, have been asking for clips to come back. And welcome to 2021, everybody. We wanted to brighten up everyone's year, starting off fresh with some clips back on Zamp. And I've got like a good chunk of clips uh, to go through. But first of all, before we start running through them, Lou, did you enjoy Hashtag Alive? Because yeah. I absolutely enjoyed Hashtag Alive. Uh, it definitely was a highlight of zombie movies from 2020 for me. Uh, even though I watched it now, like I was like, oh, wow, I wish I had watched this six months ago. This would have been awesome. Um, my only gripe is there's a spot towards the middle and towards the end where I was kind of like, all right, we're getting too serious. Get out of this. We're getting too serious. But other than that, that's just a personal preference. Yeah, I think I know. I know the moment you're you're talking about. and. For me, I think the there was this really interesting concept of uh, sort of a a stay at home, lock yourself in, uh, and very close. I know when we saw the trailers and posters and stuff, it was very reminiscent of what we were all going through with lockdown and and staying inside during the pandemic, and we're still doing that. Um, and and you watch the film, and it very much has that feel outside of the zombie sort of nature of the film, where he is confined to his house. He didn't get groceries like his mom had asked him to, so he's stuck with whatever food he's got in the house. Uh, and he is learning. Like, I'll, here, I'll give I'll give Seoul, South Korea, this. Their infrastructure seems to be handling a zombie apocalypse very well, as opposed to pretty much every other piece of you know content we've seen when it comes to the apocalypse. Everybody's infrastructure falls to shit as soon as the zombies arrive. But for probably good reason here in in over there in south korea if, with this film they've got power they lose water about like 10 days in so you know but that could be related solely to the to the apartment building but they have power tv emergency broadcasts internet um cell service uh when when they can get high enough <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, but yeah, I was really impressed with how believable it was that that they had well, this, this. I remember reading an article. I remember reading an article a long time ago, and the concept came up about in a pandemic or an epidemic or under in an attack, like how soon would you lose power? Mm-hmm. And the I in in some professional uh, stated that like. It would be like 90 days before uh, most people would lose power. That, mo- so that a lot of these power plants are pretty self-sustaining. And so it would take until their fuel source runs out. And sometimes that's 30 days. Sometimes that's 60 days. Sometimes that's 90 days. Um, especially in like nuclear power plants. Like really all they need to do is make sure that that thing doesn't overheat and blow up. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and change out the the, the rods once in a while from from what i gather and that they don't do that every day those rods get changed like every couple of months yeah yeah and i i just i thought it was really cool that you saw um you saw a lot of emergency broadcasts you saw some really cool things with uh, technology where um during while there was a lot of um sort of uh, usage of 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 the cell services and internet they were actually encouraging survivors to like use a 
And I don't know if the technology is sound or makes sense, but they were instructing people to use a 3.5 millimeter jack with headphones to tap into like a radio frequency with their phones through an app. Again, it could be like, you know, tech app Um, magic, but it's really cool. I know know apps like that do exist. Yeah, like an FM radio sort of app. and, And I thought that was really cool. And I also thought it was pretty funny when the character... Uh, didn't have headphones and all of his devices were wireless because I'm starting obviously we're starting to feel that now I don't think most new phones have headphone jacks right like yeah so I know all of Apple's don't so and uh, quickly following a lot of people go that route um I I had a question for you and I actually capped about four five of these where they would kind of lay out the rules you heard the first one when we introed the clip we introed the segment um what did you think about sort of the way the television broadcast would kind of go over what was happening with the infection like there was there was a lot of certainty which i thought was again very good for the genre because most of the time zombie films exist within a universe where zombies don't exist so everyone's kind of like running around dumb so I, yeah, and these, I like the fact that they didn't run around dumb. I like the fact that there was a different twist. I apologize, Blake. <laughs> um, I have a baby. It keeps me no, up at night. I, I'm like, I shouldn't laugh. I also have a baby, and um, yeah, I know, I know how you feel. I'm getting three hours of sleep at night, people. I'm getting three oh. hours. Of sleep. Um, but no, I like the fact that these zombies were sort of different. Mm-hmm. They were the fast-moving kind. Uh, it was explained that they lose their vision, and they lose uh, like a lot of their senses. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like they were really more compelled by sound than they were vision. That they didn't seem to have very good eyesight, which I think that's why our our main characters could get around as fast as they could. Um, I think. I think. Everything was laid out. Everything felt very Asian to me, though. Um, in a lot of Asian horror movies, when there's like ghouls or ghosts or whatever, there's a lot of the like the blind zombie, blind ghost things dripping from their eyes. It's kind of a, I, I view it as kind of like an Asian ghost story kind of thing. So I kind of appreciated it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and it just everything flowed. Um, I mean. Yeah, I was reminded of World War Z, the book, not the movie, where there's a story about a guy who got trapped in his apartment building. It's one of the many stories in that book, but he gets trapped in his apartment building. And if I remember right, it's like he's trapped there for like 20 or 30 days and he ends up losing all kinds of weight because he was overweight because he had to stop eating. And then he also had to learn to work out so that he could escape his apartment building. And like... It, 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 it's one of the cooler stories in that book. And when this happened, I was like, oh, this is kind of feeling, giving me that vibe, like the World War Z story I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And um, I mean, here's the, here's sort of the second rundown. And again, like a lot of the, the information that the viewer is, is absorbing is information that the main character is absorbing sort of through the television. So this is like sort of the second one that pops up. We apologize. It's very quiet because, like, it's not the center stage. 
infected individuals are known to show violent tendencies and the main symptoms of the infection also include episodes of screaming and bleeding of the eyes. We have breaking news. There have been reports of cannibalistic behavior among the infected. I repeat, infected individuals are displaying cannibalistic tendencies. The attacks on innocent civilians have escalated from assault to cannibalistic behavior. So very much leaning into the, the like, it feels like a, a, a solid sort of, um, sort of ramp up in how they're explaining the, the, the zombies and how they're appearing and, and trying to warn people, very calmly warn people. And I, and I don't, so it should be mentioned that I watched this with the uh, English dub. Um, the original, uh, uh, the original language is South Korean, so you can choose to watch that and you can kind of flip back and forth as well on Netflix. It's very handy in that regard. But uh, that moment was basically as he has let someone into his apartment uh, that he didn't know was bit. And then the person is like, oh, I just got to use the bathroom. And he, he's basically being told what's happening to this person he let in because it's very clear, obviously, that that the person. Yeah, is, it's also interesting because the scene takes place is he's looking out in the hallway and he doesn't see anybody around. And it's like as soon as he opens the door to the apartment to like stick his head out and look, that's when the guy pushes his way in. Like he was standing there waiting for him to open that door. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that was really great about this this film was the sounds like the zombie sounds were very creepy. And I yeah. um that person we were just talking about, I captured like how he uh he was transforming and i mean it's just it's just it's so gross no, no <laughs> you can hear it you don't even have to view it just a lot of cracking it's very hey, just disturbing I told you to go. hey get out <gasps> Oh, I missed the swear. Get out! Uh, I should probably mention some of these clips have swear words. So if you're listening in the car to a zombie podcast uh, about mature content with your kids, eh, sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, and you even said that in our in our Discord before recording. And I the the the, the f bombs make so much sense in the movie. I didn't even notice them <laughs> until yeah. you said something, and I was like, oh wow, they really were quite a few f bombs in this. The, oh, there's a few. Okay. He, he's a gamer he drops the f-bombs and i mean again from a sound design standpoint like that was the zombie transforming but the way the zombies sound when they're just sort of running around uh is amazing is really cool too like a it, lot of like clicks and clacks yeah. and cracks the and other stuff. thing that this whole movie reminded me of is the dawn of the dead remake uh because in that they have a character that's in a gun store on the other side of the mall like in his own building and they relay messages back and forth to each other. They use the dog to run uh, food back and forth because the guy doesn't have a, a, a doesn't have um uh the guy doesn't have uh, uh, uh any food, so they send it to him by having dog delivery. And like I was reminded of that because they rig up this the the, the rig with wires so they can zip back and forth food to each other. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really. And in, in in all in all respects, this movie is really really clever, up until, I'd say, the last third. Uh, the last third, I didn't not enjoy it, but the last third was where I would say, um, the last third was where I felt it got a little predictable. 
Um, yeah. Until that point, I really wasn't like like not that the movie wasn't predictable, but it was an enjoyable predictability. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get th- their whole goal is they're trying to get to this other floor in the apartment building, the eighth floor, where uh, the female character has noticed that there's nobody up there. So they think if they can get up to the eighth floor, they'll be safe. Um, only that when they get to the eighth floor, they find out there's a guy up there. And he invites them in, he offers them food, he does a bunch of stuff, and immediately, immediately, as soon as he opened up the door for them, I said, oh, he's going to try and kill them. He's going to try and feed them to somebody. Like, it was immediately my first thought, and lo and behold, like, within, like, five minutes of introducing the character, he's got the girl locked in a room with his zombie wife and he's trying to feed her his zombie wife. Yeah, who who is pregnant. And I guess the, under, the the thought process from him is that basically, if I keep my wife alive, I don't know if this is the thought process, but it's where my mind went. It's like, okay, but he, he must think if he keeps his wife alive by feeding her people, the baby inside is is still technically... No, he, he makes a comment that he just doesn't want to give up on his wife. Oh yeah, I guess so. He doesn't want to. He makes a comment at one point, and it's like it, it, letting it, 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 in his mind she's still alive; she's not dead. Oh, I see, and that makes sense because again, and like so in zombie tropes, like a lot of people have those opinions. And I thought, you know, they've only been stuck for what thirty days at that point, maybe. Yeah, I was like, madness doesn't kick in at thirty days because trust me, at this point in the pandemic. We'd all be mad. Um, I I guess like I can probably play the other side of that, and and basically in the sense that maybe it's more of a spiritual thing, and um, thirty days be. is still a, is still a time in which you might believe if someone's sick, then that that sickness is causing them to act irrationally or weirdly, or in this case, be very aggressive. There could be an understanding that while well, they're just sick. But deep down, if they can be cured like that, that is a zombie trope. But I think kind of fits within the first 45, first two to four weeks of like the actual thing going on before. It's kind of disconnected, though, from the news, because the news seems to be illustrating that they know what's going on pretty much right away. So the fact that this guy is well informed, it's probably him just going going a little insane. Not not necessarily. Well, more not a little. He, He went insane. Although I will give you this. Um, the female character, and I, and I apologize, names, I, I don't know anybody's name in, in the show. Like, there's the main dude, there's the main girl, and that's pretty much I the mean, two characters. I mean, they almost, they almost they, I think they only use their names, like, twice. Maybe Was it Jun? I think it's Jun, Jun Lee, or Jun. Every time he uses it, he's screaming because she's trying to rescue her. <laughs> or every time she uses it, she's screaming his name trying to rescue him and i was like i can't understand what you're saying you're screaming i gotta look it up or else or else i'll feel bad i'm pretty sure it's june something and uh oh uh yeah oh june woo is my it must uh, june woo is, must be his last name i'm not sure don't even try I'm trying. I don't know why I'm trying. I'm terrible. All you need to know is main male character, main female character. That's all you need to know. Yeah. They're pretty much the only characters in this movie. Well, except for, except for the... So I, I was going to play this clip, except for the nut job. And I want to give credit to the female character because when they come across this kind stranger, the, the female character is much more cautious than our main character here. You don't need to thank me. 
That's the thing. Could you ask her to put that thing away? Even let's just. Alright then. Who are you? Why did you help us? And then, as Lou said, it quickly turns, and this happens. Uh, the main, the main dude, uh, they, he drugs them, and then he comes to, and he. But like, it's it's an interesting exchange that that ends in in the two escaping. But uh, there's this funny exchange. I hope you understand. Understand my ass, fucking nut job. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Everything he said was everything he said was spot on. The fact he didn't just shoot the guy, I was like, I'd have just shot him at this point. Yeah, like he's got your friend hostage and and is pretty much guaranteed to have killed her because he's just fed her to a zombie and you hear nothing so it goes silent so he's at a point where he's he's imagining something something bad has happened and i mean the way like i was talking about earlier but the way the zombies sound i just want to play this for everybody because it sounds a lot like the clickers from the last of us and um the fast moving zombies from uh 28 days later so listen to this So like animalistic, yeah. So and and when when they come in, uh, when they start to group it in a pack, the zombies like, and they're all doing that at the same time. It's very freaky, and I can imagine it being like a very uh, you you believe it when the characters are running for their lives. Like these things are no Walking Dead zombies where they're lumbering and yeah sure when there's a lot of them around they can be very scary but you know singular zombies but these are like fast moving zombies they've um uh well another one of the rules is basically they've they've kind of held on to some of their uh their past sort of traits and abilities like opening doors and windows so like here's zombie rule number three we received this video from a viewer as you can see infected individuals exhibit physical changes along with extreme violent tendencies. It's important to point out that the symptoms don't appear right away. The infected can remain asymptomatic for several minutes. Also, before a pandemic, uh, that was an actual, I'll, I'll play the next clip, which talks about the, 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 yeah, anyways, before the pandemic, I wouldn't have known what asymptomatic means, and then now they're using it in this film, and I'm like, I get it, I get it, because like we saw it with the yeah, guy who turned. I, 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 know, I, I know all that stuff just because of, my day job yeah so. <laughs> I, i'm not a vir- virologist no neither are you but uh I'm, I, I don't know that stuff um and then this was the this was the last zombie rule that talks about patterns and and behaviors what we found out so far is that the infection only spreads through the transmission also like he's always doing stuff while this is happening very annoying yeah Also, so, some seem to retain certain behavioral patterns they've had before they were infected. So, yeah. So, one of the things I really did enjoy about the movie, and it was my big takeaway, is he kind of has, like, almost no internet, and things aren't kind of working right, and he's not sure if social media is working, and, like... There's all kinds of stuff, but he keeps recording like videos and like he's talking to his fans and he keeps doing all this stuff and he keeps posting things on Twitter and it goes on for like the first 20 days of this like lockdown thing he's in. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I'd be doing that, man. I'd be busy trying to figure out a way out of this building and getting away alive. Like, like, I like I'd be looking for food. I'd be sneaking out and breaking into the apartment next door to see if they, they raid their fridge. 
You know what I mean? I know what like, you mean. The ending kind and, of um, and, and, and redeems that, though. It does. And it does. And that uh, that was a, a big twist. Is at, And my favorite is that he's watching YouTube videos of people like trying to show how to survive. <laughs> <laughs> and you have an awesome clip. Oh, Lou, I have a clip. What did I tell you? Guys, like, this is totally amazing. Yeah, it works. It's working. So this hey. is a person who's hanging out of a window Guys, on me. a balcony. Look, 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 look. Hello? You see? And he's got his phone on one of those like selfie sticks. <laughs> ah! Ah! <laughs> and he like pretends to fall. That's the that's the whoa. Yeah. <laughs> then he actually yeah. does. No. Yeah, the guy's standing on a balcony out on the ledge. He's holding Ioni's selfie stick and he's like holding onto like a wire or something. It's like this really fragile piece of thing. And he's like dangling out over this crowd of zombies. And he's talking about like how he's getting a signal now and he can talk to his friends and da 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 da, da. and then he makes that fake Woo! and then all of a sudden he actually realizes he is gonna fall and you can see the panic <laughs> on his face where he goes from like oh, i'm messing with you to oh my god i'm gonna die <laughs> yeah so i i also clipped this out of that <laughs> so i could just do that whenever i want uh and i thought that was such a great sound and and on like the movie has this balance of um, humor, uh, but it's mostly yeah. humor through dialogue. And it's really inter- interesting that in a movie that is, um, you know, uh, South Korean, the jokes and the and the dialogue still works uh, in English. Like it's very, it's very grounded. It's not. Um, it translates really it well. It translates well. Yeah. They, there's not a lot of like, uh, I don't want to say like, it's not a lot of like, cultural stuff like if you were to make in canada if you were to make a joke about tim hortons you you would have to do a lot of work to uh to translate that across I the world even say they're making ramen and mm. i'm not a huge ramen fan but i do that we do keep packets in the house it's great for a lunch when you don't want to cook kind of thing mm-hmm. it takes five minutes and you can make it and one of the tricks i've always done and my wife loves it is if i have to make ramen for us I had a little bit of sesame oil. And so they're sitting there and he's making ramen and she's making ramen. And he goes, man, I'd kill for some sesame oil. And then she pulls out that she's got a sesame oil. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like this movie is predict this. This movie was made for me. Oh, my God. They cook like me. Yeah. And they they set up like in other movies. I think you'd you'd find it like, oh, of course, the, the one last guy alive and the one last girl alive. And they're going to. Well- you know, have some tension there and, and they don't really go down that route. They really do kind of remain yeah, just, friends and or you, you just never, work you together. Never, you never get the vibe that like he's excited to meet her because she's a girl. Mm-hmm. He's excited to meet her because he's been alone for 20 days and he's now got somebody to talk to. Exactly. And I thought it, that worked really well. That worked really well. Yeah. And, um, you, and you mentioned the ramen. Um the other funny thing about the television and the things that are still working with TV, uh, also commercials are working. I couldn't, I couldn't help. I had to, I had to get this. Douchebags. Commercial, what the fuck? <laughs> this is like before he eats the Last Supper because he, he watches a ramen commercial. Change it up with gin ramen. And uh, right after this, he eats what's left of his food and <laughs> because of a commercial. Um... You also mentioned uh, the fact that he's doing like, these YouTube clips, and of course uh, he he stops himself. But well, anyway, my friends, all right, that's it for today. Don't forget to subscribe and. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yep. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, it's almost like he's saying it out of habit, not that he actually believes it. It's like, yeah, this is just what we say. This is what we do. Like there's there's this like clever, there's this clever tongue in cheek but serious thing going on with this movie, and it kind of nails everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's fairly well written. Like I said, my only gripe is that towards the end. Uh, the guy that rescues them up on the roof kind of, I, I saw that coming and I was like, oh, we're going to do this plot? Really? Like, mm. I was like, oh, so we're going to take plat- plan B from Walking Dead and include it in this. Okay. I guess so. Like, it like it was just disappointing. I was expecting something more clever because yeah. the rest of the movie was really clever and that, that, that twist felt really lazy. And then uh, I both liked and disliked the ending at the same time. Um, essentially, after they shoot him and his zombie wife and they escape, the gunfire brings hordes of zombies to chase them and they run up to the roof. Yeah. And and as much as, I like, you know, I, I don't want to say that the roof sucks, but... Like I understand what they need, what they were doing. They needed to get to the roof, especially if they had helicopters. They needed to wave them down. But I saw like twelve different ways they could do what they did differently. Like they came out a door that were of like up on a platform, and right next to the door is a ladder that goes up higher to a higher roof and a much smaller roof. And I was like, why don't they just go up there? It would be way easier to kick those zombies off that ladder than than have them chase them to the edge of the zombies. What are they doing? Like, like that was my immediate thought. And then the zombies are chasing them, and I'm like, oh, are we going to get the depressing ending? Yeah. Are we going to get the depressing ending? Please don't give me the depressing ending. I hate the depressing ending. And then magically, a helicopter appears out of nowhere and comes up from the ground. And shoots start they start unloading zombies and I and 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 it, I I'm willing to suspend disbelief they do it in a lot of movies and a lot of action movies but helicopters make a lot of noise they're not stealthy like that you know they're coming but uh, that helicopter would, that helicopter would have attracted zombies it would have I mean the zombie attracted zombies wouldn't have mattered because at the end of the day like the, they were getting on that helicopter and and they were getting that you know the hell out of dodge. I think the ending, I agree with you. I was worried they were going to go the depressing route. I don't, I think, I think them dying at the end would have kind of ruined everything the movie built up to, even with the stumbles. Um, But I think that them being saved, coupled with the way they wrap the film up, um, in it is very, it's a very heartwarming moment and kind of like a weirdly, sort of social media is okay, you know, type thing. Like, so the whole movie, he keeps making these tweets and he keeps making these videos and uh, again, like and subscribe. And I was like, I was like, why is he doing this? They're trapped in this building. Like, like he can't get out. He can't escape. Like, like what's like, what's why does he keep doing this? And then at the end, it's revealed that's how they found people is by the hashtags that people used saying, I'm still alive. Help Mm me on social media. And I was like, Oh, like, like 
I, I think they did that on purpose so that when they revealed it at the end of the movie, you'd be like, oh, okay. And I was like, that's really, really clever. Yeah, I thought it worked really well. Um, his last post was a little depressing. Hello? Well, goodbye. <laughs> uh, it's just he he was i think that was probably uh right before he <laughs> tries to commit shouldn't laugh no. tries to commit suicide which was a very like it was going in a in a dour it was turning dour pretty quick like the film the first half of it before you you meet the secondary character uh the female character is very like solitary and you feel for this guy like he's alone um <laughs> I, I honestly like when he was like ready to kill himself. I'm like, wow, man, you're giving up way too easy. Come on. I know that too. I, I, I but, but he was drinking the whole time. Like, honestly, he breaks. I had a question for you. He breaks into his dad's liquor closet and does this. Forgive me, dad. And he just drinks. So because the water gets shut off. I know there's water in liquor in hard liquor, yeah, but is but it, it enough to sustain you? No, it dehydrates you. I was just gonna say it didn't really the feel. The alcohol de- dehydrates you. Yeah, and it's a depressant too, right? So at the end yes. of the day, probably not a yeah. great thing to do if you're no, depressed. It, there's this thing that a lot of these movies do, and people always dip into the booze and go, "I'm getting drunk." And I thought, as soon as he broke into the liquor cabinet, I'm like, "He's he's what six five, six floors up from the ground. Mm-hmm. And all those zombies are like hoarding on the ground below. All I kept thinking was, you need to do, take your dad's alcohol, go around the house, collect as many bottles as you can, glass bottles, make a bunch of small Molotov cocktails and start pitching them off the side of the building down on the cars and the zombies below. You know, I, like I, the building is concrete. I really wouldn't be that worried about them setting the building on fire. They can't really get in and out of the building unless the doors are open. And that's not where these zombies are going to run. You're going to pitch a Molotov cocktail off the side of the building. You're going to set a bunch of zombies on fire and then they're going to die. And I mean, that would be my thought. And I just was like, Oh, we're not going that route. Okay. He's going to get drunk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, I never even thought about that. Malted cocktails probably would have worked. Um, I also don't understand, like, getting drunk in a zombie apocalypse. I feel like if you want to have a drink to take the edge off, absolutely, that makes sense to me. But using it to replace, and, like, he's, like, sleeping in, he's going to bed late, like, and the female character that is introduced, she's she's she seems to have her shit together, and she's kind of, like, carrying him in a way like she gives him food and then um, it's revealed she might not have her shit together either she may have been about to hang herself too when she saw him oh i didn't realize that well i mean they kind of use each other to to, to prop oh, each other up and did you see her noose or did you miss that well i i don't remember seeing a noose i remember her seeing her holding on to like this chair blade no, trap no, no, thing. No, no 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 there's a scene where they're talking on the radio about what he was going to do. And he tells her that she saved him. Mm-hmm. And he said, and she says, you didn't, re- I didn't save you. And when you look to the left of her, she looks up and there's a noose hanging from her ceiling too. Like she was going to have been like when she saw him, she was about to do the same thing. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Well, I, I missed that. Um, I, th- there's some, there's some, so I wanted to give people a, a, a tease of, 
Uh, obviously, you've been hearing a lot of like the English subtitles and, uh, or sorry, the English language. Uh, I also clipped some uh, South Korean stuff and, and I have a bit of a comparison. So you can listen to this. This is a, a, same, a segment where um, there's a, a moment where our female friend gets knocked out and a zombie is climbing up a rope, a fire. Like I, I thought it was a nice touch. Like a zombie is climbing up the rope that has been sort of dangling from the female's apartment. And uh, the firefighter starts climbing up again, the zombies, you know, having possessing traits that they had during life. And he is trying to get her get the zombies attention, I think, at this moment. Or no, no, this was uh, this was earlier, actually. So I'll, when he's trying to get the zombies attention from some cop with a gun or something. But uh, here's the English. Oh. Hey! Assholes! And then here's the South Korean. I kind of wish I watched it. I kind of wish I watched it with English subtitles and, and South Korean language. I think that would have probably made for a, a more excitable film. I feel like a lot of the English dubbing is a little more subdued. Like, and again, that's me saying that from the standpoint of not having uh, watched it, it with the South Korean sort of the original language track. But it just felt like a lot like a lot of the dubbing for the television and the radio broadcasts were very like calm, cool and collected. And I wonder if maybe the original language would have been a, a little more in the moment and, and sort of tied more closely to a to a zombie genre. Like, but yeah, I, I, I really dug that. Um there's also like a lot of stuff where, uh, you know, he's he's being introduced to this this new character across the way, um, and he actually is encouraged to kind of go out and start scavenging for food, and he finds he finds some Nutella and he gives it to her, and and I thought this was a fun exchange. Thank you for the food. Sure. Well, do you like Nutella? Mm, kinda. What? Why did I send it to her then? <laughs> I can hear you, you know. <laughs> uh, so they're having fun with walkie-talkies. There's also a moment where she calls him old because he references Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, really? You sound ancient. Uh, <laughs> that was a little weird. Tom Cruise is still no, relevant. No, my, my favorite gag is at one point, he, she, she says something to him, and then he's talking, and she goes, you need to push the button or it doesn't work. Yeah. And he goes, and he goes, oh, and I was like, yeah, that's right. It's been so long since they've had to use real tech, regular technology and not just smartphones that people they, that, that he needs to know that he needs to push a button to talk on a walkie talkie. Yeah, I could see that. I believe it. You know, you, you, you put a, even a cordless phone next to a, like a teenager. They don't know what it is. You put a, you put a rotary phone next to it, like someone, even people my age, they're oh going to be wondering. I, I can't imagine Mike, uh, Violet, when she gets old enough, seeing a, uh, the phone I used it when I was in high school. I had a, I had a, I had a, what, it was a cordless phone with a headphone jack in it so that I could, uh, talk to my friends while playing first person shooters and we didn't because ha- we didn't have voice over ip i was using a, a a regular phone with a head jack so i could talk to my friends while we played games it, 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 because because skype and discord and all these other chat programs didn't exist mumble when was kind of like the 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 groundbreaking stuff right yeah, this was before even mumble existed it, like mm. like that we're talking we're talking 
I, Steam wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I remember, uh, yeah, way back in the day. Like, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of technology, both good and bad, available now that I think, uh, you know, people will people will uh, kind of erases. I, I, um, I remember you know. when I remember when my dad. I don't even know if this exists anymore. My dad used to have a cell phone with what was called Talktel. Hmm. And it was a weird technology where it was almost like it was almost like it was a walkie-talkie. And so he would set he would set his phone to somebody he knew that was on his work phone. Like like they were like it was like his boss. And then he'd click the radio button and that guy's phone would go dee-doo-dee. And then he would push a button and respond back like a radio and be like, What's up? Yeah. And then my dad would push the button a bit and explain to him why he was dinging him. And I was like, I was like, could we even use a technology like that now? That, that That's what all this radio walkie-talkie stuff and this made me think. I was like, wow, technology has come a long way. Companies will try to emulate sort of the old technology and try to bring it back. But at the end of the day, um, it uh, it just doesn't doesn't happen. Um, I You know, there's some other fun stuff. There's this there's a segment where she sort of repels off of her apartment and she comes down and she's like kind of badassly kind of working her way through the crowd of zombies, just taking them all out. And, uh, I'm not even sure that that was a stunt person, to be honest with you. That looked like it was all one take and it looked like it was her really repelling down the side of that building. I actually think the actress did that. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it was badass in the way she moved she moved through the crowd and took zombies out and, and moved for that car and oh it was really it was really other great. Reason, the other reason why I think it may have been the actress is when they're looking at each other and talking to each other, it looks like she's six floors up and he's like six floors up. And then when she repels down the side of the building, she repels down six floors in what looks like two or three. And I went Okay, they shortened the distance because they didn't want her to get hurt. That's what they did. I th- I thought it was really well done. The chore the chore choreography was really good, and then the reveal of him coming down at the same time to save her, and then working together to get through. And this is and then they get into this quiet moment. They're in an elevator, or they're waiting for an elevator, and uh, that that moment where they're where for the first time they're in the same location, and they <laughs> they have this really fun exchange that I had to. Classes, you're still alive. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Oh, you're so damn cool. Oh. You too. I'm tired. <laughs> it's just they're like again, they don't go the route of he's the last dude, she's the last chick, sexual tension. They just don't if they, they have it, it's it. very, very minimal. Like, I get it. Last guy, last girl. Like, they haven't seen, you know, other people in a long time. So there is this connection. You feel that. But you don't feel this, like, weird, this weird Hollywood, we got to force these two two together type connection. It's very no, organic. You get the vibe that they might be attracted to each other or they might like each other. But, like, they got bigger fish to fry right now. So then it's not even a thought on their in their head. Yeah, I really appreciate, and they and they carry it through the whole film, right right up until the very end. You see credits. There's never they never veer away from that, and I really appreciate it because again, this the zombie genre is rife with that. Like the guy gets the girl at the end, the guy and girl survive, and they kiss off into the sunset. Like that, 
that is uh that is a trope and they don't they don't delve into that here other thing i really liked is when they get rescued Mm -hmm. those guys are in decked head to toe in military gear and you can't see their faces i was going is it even is is this all of south korea or is who is rescuing them? You don't even know if it's other Koreans rescuing them or if it's like the British or American military came in to rescue them. You don't know. Um, I would I would say that at the end, uh, they, it sounds pretty clear like it's um, it's a search and rest like a South Korean search and rescue. Like it's I, I don't even I never even got the the hankering or, or even the, the, the hint that it was like an outside organization coming in to save everybody. Like, I, I think this was very contained. Um, they, they, a lot of the, a lot of the, t- they never really leave South Korea, both in reference or in actual physical, physical location. I, and I, I think it's it really, it's all happening from within. Um, I've got, I've got like two more clips and then we'll probably, we'll move on. But um, I loved when at the end, when he, when he said the, when he said the title multiple times, very sporadically. We're still alive! There are survivors here! We're alive! That's how they actually signal the helicopter. Just by... They go up to the roof. They have no way to signal the helicopter. You ever... Like, I, I missed that part. Like, how... How were they planning to signal the helicopter, Lou? Um, well, their plan was to originally just get to the eighth floor... Mm-hmm. They weren't expecting that they were gonna get rescued until someone found them. I think they they weren't even thinking about helicopters. It was implied they were waiting for the tank to pull up and you know mow down the zombies. Well, they did see. Well, yeah, that's true. Once they got to the eighth floor and then they dealt with you know the wacky married couple, um, they saw the helicopters fly over and then they went to the roof. But they they did. There was a plan to signal them. I just don't know what it was. Maybe they, it was just a wave erratically. <laughs> I don't no, know. It, wasn't, it wasn't that they they, they, they were going to go signal them. The guy during the meal tells them that they're rescuing people and it's only a matter of days before they get rescued. Yeah. And, and that was uh, in the moment. It was like, oh, interesting. And then you're thinking and then quickly <laughs> you realize he's lying. Like you, you think he's lying. But at one point you do see helicopters and you yeah. go, oh, maybe he wasn't lying. Maybe, uh, you know. Maybe he's just saying that because he, it was true. And it, it's true, and that's why he's trying to keep his his zombie wife alive, as he thinks that 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 that, that he's going to bring her up on the roof, and they're going to get rescued. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and and again, like we we reference it a couple times. The the ending is <clears throat> very heartwarming, and it's a very I, I think a very happy ending for our two main characters. And uh, also for like South Korea in general, like it seems like they 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 have their shit together in dealing with the zombie apocalypse, and you'll you'll hear it here for sure. It's impossible to yeah. know exactly how many people are infected, but the authorities speculate that at least fifty thousand are infected across the country. The metropolitan area was hit especially hard due to the compact spacing of rental units within various apartment complexes. Search and rescue squads are focusing on locating and extracting survivors within the area by tracking SOS messages posted on social media by civilians. Thankfully, each region's internet and wireless networks have been or are being restored, so the SOS messages on social media have been rather effective. Each region's disaster and safety countermeasures headquarters 
will promote a campaign that encourages all survivors to post their current locations on social media. And uh, so you heard it there, for, like they basically end the film with basically like, yeah, use social media. Uh, you know, Facebook, uh, real world, you know, has like a disaster report in function, which is sort of the same idea um, where you are sort of if you were from a location, it prompts you to update your status to let people know you're safe or not. And I mean, the the clip at the end, whether it's correct or, or not, in terms of the the writing of the film, uh, 50,000 infected, the population of South Korea is 50 million. So when you think about that, like, if you think of a disaster sort of um, response and they're dealing with 50,000 infected, like it's not a lot in terms of the grand population of South Korea, but I think, I think it was, it, it was still believable in what was happening in the film. Like if, you know, large complex of apartments, a lot of people are going to get infected because there's a, there's a high density of population there. Right. So I think right. it still worked without, you know, with the explanation at the end, it didn't kind of ruin the film, but it, from most zom- from the zombie genre, they really like to end it in the world is fucked, so prepare for endless sequels. But at the end of this film, it's like, now nah, we got this. It-, it sucks, don't get me wrong, but we got this. Yeah, and I mean, and ob- obviously they could do a sequel to this and it would work. Oh yeah, you know, bring back the same main characters, make wherever it is they're going, bring them. They brought them there, and you know. He gets back to live streaming from his phone talking about how they rescued. Yay. And then crap hits the fan again and they're waiting for the next rescue. You know what I mean? Not and add more action. I mean, they could do a sequel to this. Yeah. I would like to see a sequel. That was my thought when it ended was like, man, I want to see more of these characters. I want to see more of this. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I really liked the two characters. Um, I think they had, they had great, you know, they had great chemistry. They worked well together. And there were a lot of moments in the film where uh, they played off each other really well, uh, both in action sequences and in just straight up dialogue. Like there's a lot of like, it's interesting the way they take these sort of solitary approach with with these two characters. And, and I think it works really well. Um, a lot of zombie films like to do the run and gun and keep the action moving. This film has that for sure. But it's it's very sporadic. There's not a lot of action in this film and it's mostly towards the end as they're trying to escape and or get together. Right. So uh, I will say though, uh, I don't know if this got you, but I, there was a jump scare where he's like looking for um, supplies in the, uh, what appears to be like a guy who has a bunch of hiking equipment that got me dumped, dumped right out of my seat (laughs) when the zombie popped out. I saw it coming. I didn't, it, it didn't make me jump. But I was just bummed. <laughs> Poor Lou. I was just bummed that like he didn't kill the zombie. Like I was like, "What are you doing? Kill it! You got that golf club? Beat it over the head! Come on, kill there it!" Wasn't a lot of zombie killing. I I feel like uh... yeah, one of the only things. It, yeah, it, it was one of the, the few things that I I kept jumping out at me was he kills a couple of zombies. But I'm like, but there's things around him. I'm like, get a kitchen knife, stab him in the head. Like, what are you doing? Like. Kill some zombies. Also, there was a point where, and I I don't know if you caught this, and maybe it was a, a piece of dialogue I missed, but at the end of the film, where after they he rescues her from the uh, the zombie wife, uh, the the married couple, 
he like pulls the gun on her was she bit and i missed something or were they just doing a suicide pack thing like i they were doing a suicide pack thing okay they thought they thought that they got all the way to the eighth floor she fired the gun and all the zombies were coming to pile up at the door they thought it was over i see so what do we do now do we stay here and let them get us or do we take each other out and that's when they see the other helicopter and they're like wait Okay, that makes sense. I, and I kind of, I figured I, if if she was... Like I said, like I said, the movie is very slow moving. And then in the last third of the movie, it's like everything goes real fast and not slow. Yeah. Yeah, the pace picks up very quick at the end. And, and I got to say, um, similar to Train to Busan, I, although the Train to Busan film has a has a very sad ending, it's got the depressing zombie film, which is why I was watching this. And I'm like... Oh, maybe this is going the same route, but I'm glad it well yeah, no, uh, pulled I, I was up like, at oh, the end. Oh, I was like, "Oh, Koreans, why are you going in the same route as Train to Busan? Don't make it sad, make it happy." And then all of a sudden, they get rescued. I was like, "All right, there we go. We're good. I'm good." Yeah. No, I really appreciated it, and uh, I hope our listeners appreciate this conversation. Uh, remember, do not dangle off a balcony. <laughs> I had to do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, watch this safely from your couch. Uh, we really, I, I think we both really enjoyed it. And the fun does not stop there. I say fun because I think it's going to be fun. But I also hesitantly say fun because we've got some interesting movie choices coming up. Uh, we have more Extra Life sponsored zombie movie chats coming. Next week will be a special uh, episode where we're talking about Return of the Living Dead Rave to the Grave with special guest Brent, uh, otherwise known as Grindhouse Zombie in the Discord. So we're going to be watching Rave to the Grave and then we're going to be talking about it. And yes, I will do clips. We'll have some fun there. Uh, that movie should be interesting. It's a... Um, actually going to be part of a double feature so they they filmed rave to the grave and necropolis in the same sort of fashion and they released both of them they pooped them out onto dvd so we're going to watch both of those uh Um, next episode will be for listeners Mm -hmm. uh i don't know which version we're going to watch oh my god there are versions versions rave to the grave has a a a standard version which is the sci-fi channel version and there's also an uncut version. Uh, currently on Amazon, you can only get the regular sci-fi channel version, not the uncut version. I'm going to try and see if I can watch the uncut version somewhere. I'm going to see what I can find. Okay. Wow. That's uh, that's something we should probably uh, connect with, with Brent on and make sure we either coordinate or, I don't know, maybe we'll watch both. Uh, well, we'll split it up. Um, yeah, so next episode we'll be watching Rave to the Grave and talking about that. Then the episode after we'll be doing Return to the Living Dead Necropolis. And then finally we'll be doing a discussion on Planet Terror. And Planet Terror will also get an audio commentary. So Lou and I are going to watch that one together. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait. I haven't seen that one in a long time. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, that is going to do it for this episode of Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're having a great new year uh, as best as you can in current circumstances. But if you want to join our Discord, if you want a good time, go to the ZAMP Discord, bit.ly slash ZAMP Discord. We're always chatting about zombies. Uh, You can get a preview on news stories we're going to talk about, discussions about movies, uh, all that fun stuff. You can also support the show directly. If you want to help us rent 
uh, Rave to the Grave or Necropolis, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast. All of your support goes directly to the show. Uh, finally, go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. And if you're on Twitter, you can follow me at R. Murphy and Lou at Busy Zombie Lord. Quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You're looking at it right now in your podcatcher. You can find more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, take us out with your wondrous wisdom. Don't hang off balconies with selfie sticks, stupid. Oh!